Sexy Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and this is Talk of Love, episode 26. I want to start out by saying thank you to all of you. Last week, I took a week off, and it was actually my first week off since the podcast began, which was almost six months ago. We started back in February. So I've been going every single week for the last five, five and a half months. And it's amazing how quickly it's gone by. Like, I can't believe it's actually been that much, that much time has passed, but it's been really fun. It's been such an awesome journey. And I really have you guys to thank. But the other reason that I want to say thank you is because last week, my great Dane Storm passed away. And that's also part of the reason I took the week off. And it was really, really sad You know, fortunately, he was over 10 years of age, so he had a nice long life, but um, especially for a Great Dane. But my husband and I were just so, so heartbroken. And uh, I made a post about it and you guys were just so kind, like the amount of of love and, you know, compassion you guys showed. I just want to say thank you to every single one of you. You guys are seriously the best. I'm, I'm lucky to have you guys as the viewers of this podcast. You guys are awesome. So uh, anyway, I also want to take a moment. Oh, before actually, hang on, let me stop myself. I got to show off my shirt that I'm wearing right now and ask if you guys recognize this. So let me pull the microphone away for one second. Here we go. So this shirt, it says, in case you couldn't read it, uh, I'm definitely up to something. If you recognize this shirt from Rock of Love, then ding, 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 you are correct. So I actually forgot that I even still have this shirt. I don't think I've even worn it since Rock of Love. And uh, it's funny because I just have like one of those closets full of like old clothes that you haven't really like donated yet, but you don't really know what to do with. So it just sits in a closet forever and ever collecting dust. Well, that is this shirt. And I didn't even realize it was still back there. And, uh, you know, that kind of will tell you how much I was sort of thinking ahead and planning ahead and scheming ahead because I don't even know where I bought this shirt, but it almost seems like it was specifically made for me, (laughs) but it wasn't. I think I bought it at the mall somewhere. I don't even remember, but I bought it knowing I was going to wear it on the show on Rock of Love, you know? So anyway, that's this shirt. I I found it and it still fits kind of (laughs) for the most part. Um, So the other thing I want to do today is I want to give you guys, I've got my little laptop here with my notes. I want to give you guys the state of the podcast address. Da, 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 da. So because it's been uh, almost half a year since the podcast started, I kind of wanted to give you guys a little rundown of, of how far we've come and where we're going, that sort of thing. I also want you guys to know that you always make amazing suggestions about the podcast by telling me who you want to see, what guests you want on, giving your input, giving your feedback. I want you to know that I definitely read what everybody has to say, what whether it's in the YouTube comments or whether it's on Instagram or if you're one of the contributors. And one thing that you guys do that's really cool on Instagram is you have been finding guests who do have Instagram accounts or sorry, possible guests, old castmates from the shows. You've been finding them and either tagging them in my stuff uh, on Instagram, Talk of Love, or tagging me on their stuff, which has been pretty cool. That's how I ended up connecting with a lot of these people from VH1 that you guys are wanting to see. 
So there's been a lot of people too that you guys have been asking over and over again for me to bring on that I haven't brought on yet. So I just want you to know I'm not ignoring you that there are reasons for a lot of this. And so I just want to go over that with you. And um, also just like some of it's kind of interesting and I want to hear your thoughts as well. So um, first and foremost, everybody wants to know about Jess from season one of Rock of Love, the winner of season one. So what's interesting about Jess is she has pretty much disappeared from social media. Um, I haven't really seen her do interviews either. And you all know she never did any of the shows after that. She never did Charm School, I Love Money. So I thought that that was um, interesting. But, you know, I just very recently rewatched Rock of Love and the reunion show as part of the reaction videos that I'm doing for the Talk of Love contributors. And um, in rewatching the reunion, I just, it just made me remember how hurt Jess was. And I could tell that she really truly felt betrayed and she felt duped. And I don't know if that was directed at Brett Michaels himself or if that was directed at the producers or maybe a little bit of both, but that was definitely the the vibe that I got. That was the feeling that she, maybe she made, she felt like she was made a fool of, you know, because it, just to refresh your memory, if you guys haven't seen the reunion show in a while, I mean, she straight up said like, you know, that as soon as she was chosen, like the lights were off and cameras were off and everybody just kind of booked it. And she said that Brett Michaels, like, you know, walked her to her, did he walk her to her hotel room? No, he didn't walk her to her hotel room. He just basically like dropped her off. And uh, she was like pretty devastated by that because her whole thing was that her guard was up and it was hard for her to lower her guard. She finally did. She did it for him. And it ended up just like blowing up in her face because ultimately it, it wasn't real. So I think if I were to guess, those are all the reasons why she has not been putting herself out there. So um, somebody on Instagram actually reached out to me and said that he's friends with Jess's husband and he gave me uh, Jess's husband's name and link to his Facebook. So I reached out to him and I you know, was very polite and I said, basically, um, please relay this to your wife and I think she's really great and she may not like me <laughs> because of how I was on the show, but you know, please just know that was a character. I think she's amazing. I want to extend an olive branch to her and invite her onto the podcast to tell her story. So basically, um, he did respond. He was very nice, but he said in a nutshell, um, she's not interested. And then his exact words were, uh, Jess is past that and not interested. So um, that tells me that they're just, she just over. She doesn't want to revisit it. She doesn't want to think about it. So I'm going to respect her wishes on that. I'm not going to bother her anymore about it. Um, I ask that you guys do the same, just respect. If, if you're able to find her online, please don't go hunt for her, but I don't think you'll be able to find her anyway. I wasn't even able to find her, but just make sure to be respectful and understand some of these people that were on these shows were kind of traumatized by it. So I'm going to leave her alone, but I want you to know that I did reach out to her. Would have been awesome to have her on. Um, okay, so number two person you guys keep asking about, Dallas. <laughs> of course, I would love to have Dallas on the podcast. That would be amazing. Um, I did reach out to Dallas on Facebook, kind of a similar thing. Did a whole explanation, threw myself on the sword, told her I was sorry. I apologize if I upset her too much, but it wasn't personal, yada, yada, yada. So um, I did not get a response. And I reached out to her a couple of times. I didn't get a response from her. So my guess is she probably doesn't want anything to do with it either. Um, so again, please, everybody be respectful. Don't like harp on people or harass them or anything like that. Like I'm going to be respectful of what they want. You know, I, I'm making efforts here. And if they don't want it, I'm not going to like force it on them, you know? 
Rodeo, same thing. I reached out to her, um, Radio Silence, or should I say Rodeo Silence? <laughs> um, you know, Rodeo was another one. I forgot how much that she was upset by all of this. And when I was watching the um, reunion show as part of the reaction videos that I did for everybody, uh, uh, the contributors, um, Rodeo, I completely forgot that she did this. She basically told Brett um, something, a lot, this is not an exact quote, but she basically said to Brett on the reunion show, uh, Brett, I want you to give me a second chance. And he sort of like politely brushed it off. And I was just thinking like, and then Ricky Ragman totally like blasted her because she promoted her little barbecue sauce thing, you know, if you remember. But um, the whole thing just got like skirted over. But I would imagine that probably was real rodeo because she seemed to be like all about bread. She was super emotional. She cried a lot. <laughs> and, um, you know, for her to put herself out there on national television and tell Brett, because I mean, I would imagine that she thought that he was genuine towards her. And here he's saying that he doesn't want to be with Jess. He doesn't want to be with Heather. So Rodeo is thinking like, all right, well, he and I had a connection. Maybe he'll want to be with me. And that just like didn't even get acknowledged. And it was probably hard for her to come out and say that. I bet you like her heart was probably pounding really fast and she was super nervous. And she was like, let me give it a shot. And it just like really barely got acknowledged. So, you know, who, who only, you know, who knows what uh, poor Rodeo is feeling about all of that. But she didn't get back to me. So again, let's be respectful of Rodeo. Um, Magdalena, this is a totally different situation. Um, so uh, Heather was on one of the podcasts earlier and um, she brought this up. Uh, Heather found out that Magdalena ended up being convicted of some sort of crime and she is either was in jail or is jail having to do with some sort of like fraudulent thing or maybe like forging signatures, or I'm, I'm not exactly sure, so don't quote me on this, but something along those lines, um, she got in trouble for and got convicted. So I will say this, and this is gonna be a conversation for another podcast, but just because somebody ends up in this situation doesn't mean necessarily that it is deserved because the judicial system in this country is fucked with a capital F. And um, the district attorneys, a lot of them are super corrupt. And I know a lot about this. And again, this is a conversation for another day, but I will just say, um, I wish Magdalena well. I, I didn't get along with her on the show, but I think she's a great person. And I feel sorry for her that she's in this situation. And that really, really sucks. And I definitely wish her well. And maybe when she gets back on her feet and everything's you know calm for her again, maybe we can bring her on. So, um, okay. So then I want to move on to uh, people from some of the other shows. This is some weird, um, these, these are weird. Okay. So you guys- remember white boy um, from I Love New York and I Love Money. I really liked him a lot. I thought he was great. He has pretty much disappeared from social media. Um, he was very, very active for a while. Suddenly he's just disappeared. And then I know he did a couple of other shows. Uh, I Googled him and he has his own um, production company, I believe, like wh white boy productions or some sort of business um, that is just like, I can't find a contact. I can't find anything on him. So I'm like a little bit worried about white boy. I hope he's okay. Um, Pumpkin, same thing. Like she's just disappeared from social media completely. Uh, Bubbles, same thing. I really wanted to reach out to her because she was on I Love Money 3 with me. She and I got along and I want to bring her on. She's totally disappeared. Laylene, um, aka Smiley from Flavor of Love. Britney Starr from Rock of Love Bus and Red Oyster from Flavor of Love have all pretty much 
disappeared from social media. I can't find them anywhere. So um, again, everybody, that might be on purpose. So please like don't go stalking them. Don't harass them. If somebody has a, like a personal connection to one of these people and you want to reach out to me, you can go to my website, which is talkoflove.net and click the contact button and you can reach out to me there if you have like a personal connection to them. But otherwise, again, let's be respectful, but these are people that I am a little worried about. I hope they're doing okay because I haven't heard from them. Um, people I'm working on, Taylor Made. I've been talking to him. Um, he can't do anything right at this moment, but he definitely is interested in doing something a little bit down the road. Same thing with um, Bucky, um, Shay, aka Bucky. She wants to come onto the podcast. She just can't right now. She's got a lot going on. Delicious, just got married. Congratulations, girl. And um, there's some other big names too from that world that I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about that I'm working on. So uh, I just wanted to give you all that information, let you know that I hear you and I appreciate you guys so much for connecting me with some of your favorites. You guys have been awesome. And if people are very active on social media, then yeah, of course, tag away. You can tag me in their stuff, tag them in my stuff. I'm all about it. But if they're if they seem like they're hiding, let's assume it's for a reason and give them their space. So anyway, so I think that's everything. That is the official first state of the podcast address for Talk of Love. <laughs> all right, well, now that I went through all of that, I am super excited about my next guest who I was able to stay in touch with. And actually, she's one of the few girls, aside from Farah and a couple of others, Megan, that I've been keeping in touch with for all of these years. And she's kicking ass at life. She's awesome. She was so much fun on the shows. Please welcome Jessica from Rock of Love season two and Charm School with Sharon Osborne. Hey girl, what's up, Jessica? How are you? Hi, Lacey. So good to see you. I feel like it's been a million years. It has been forever. <laughs> it is so, so nice to see you as well. I was just telling everybody right before you came on that you're one of the few people, I, I think I stayed in touch with Farah for sure. Brandy C here and there, Megan here and there, but you were definitely one of the ones that I stayed in touch with as well, more so than anybody else. I know we both kind of had our own separate lives that, you know, you've always been very like proactive and goal oriented with your career stuff and and I have as well, but yeah, it's it's been, it's so nice to see you again. I know we're so lucky that we do happen to have some mutual friends. So we get to be reunited every so often. Yeah, I think I saw you in Los Angeles at, at a mutual friend's, um, was it a sushi restaurant? It was some kind of birthday party. I was like, oh my God, Jessica Kenny's here. Uh, yeah. Yep. It was Ganita's birthday. Yes, I think it was yes, the last time I Ganita. saw you. Yes, that's and right. And that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. That was like a couple was... years ago. So for us, that's a pretty short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> well, awesome. So let's, um, everybody wants to know how you are and what's been going on since the, since the shows. I, I know that it's, been a lot. I mean, I know you've been, you've gotten married. I know mm -hmm. that you're doing awesome, cool career stuff. So let's, let's uh, talk about all that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's night and day since the show, but as, as you recall, that was many moons ago. So many things have changed since then. And I am, I'm happily married, um, currently live in Burbank, but we are in escrow on a new house. So we are moving to Calabasas, which I know you're familiar with. So yes, I'm in the middle of all of that craziness. And Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited. I'm finally a homeowner, you know, it's my first time, you know, when you live in LA, it takes a little longer to purchase your first home. Yeah, it really, really does. Yeah. I remember I lived in Dallas and had a house there. And then when mm -hmm. I sold my house in Dallas to move to Los Angeles, I was like, ooh, I actually have a little bit of money 
from the sale of the house, I can maybe like put a down payment on something. And then I like got accustomed to the prices in Los Angeles. I'm like, okay, this is like a down payment on like a driveway or like maybe like a down payment <laughs> totally. on like a box or something. Like I can't buy anything totally. with this. <laughs> it's, it's tough. But, yeah, but it's, but, so it's very exciting now. And so it's just been, you know, it's been great. I have to say, I was one of those people that, the show really helped me in a lot of ways. It opened a lot of doors for me and I'm so grateful. I have no regrets. Uh, people ask if I would change anything. No, I am one of those believers that, you know, everything you do, all the choices you make lead you to where you are. And, um, I, you know, but I also was so lucky. I, I met so many nice people and just, I think the way I'm wired, I, I'm not a super competitive person. I just feel like I'm me and you're you and we're, you know, whatever somebody's flavor is somebody's flavor. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, it's been wonderful. And I love, you know, being a California gal now these days. Uh, we miss you. Come back. Oh, thank you. And, I'm, um, I'm a Nevada girl now. It's really, I, know. I have this really stupid joke that I love to tell people. So when I was in, when I was living in Texas, which is where I grew up, I used to tell people if they asked where I was from, I always say that I'm from Dallas, Texas. And then I moved to Los Angeles. And then I moved to, as you just said, Calabasas. And now I live in Las Vegas. <laughs> You're getting them all in. I got, yeah, I got, I live, I live anywhere where there's ass. That's where I live basically is the moral I think story. that's a good life policy. Like, I think that is the way to go. I'm all about the but, ass. <laughs> yeah, as you should be. I mean, what's not to love? What's not to love? But, That's my motto too. Yeah, well, you know, I, it makes me really happy to hear that you had such a positive experience and that you were able to um, use that as like a lily pad or a, um, you know, a, a stepladder to new things after that career-wise because a lot of the girls, I will tell you, a lot of them had really, really negative experiences on the show. They regretted doing it and um, it really breaks my heart. But then when I talk to people like Brandy M who just absolutely had a great time, I enjoyed it a lot. You had a great time. It really makes me happy because I think ultimately that's what it was there for, for us to have fun and like just make something really fun of it. And um, it makes me happy that that was your experience. Absolutely. And it's so funny too, because I wonder if you would feel the same way. So it was my first time being on camera or in entertainment at all. And I always say, if I knew then what I know now, I don't know if I would have gone for it. Oh, because yeah. I would know how many different things could go wrong. But because I didn't have that knowledge, I went for it and had a wonderful time. Oh, I like so, that. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. So um, what did you, what would, what did you immediately do after Rock of Love? What was your first uh, project that you went for? And then, cause I, cause I know what you're doing now, but I don't want to reveal it. So tell us sure. about the journey of how you got from then to where you're at now. So um, I guess the, the journey was, was pretty, the whole story is just unique in how I even got into Rock of Love, but uh as some people kind of noted, I read some of the questions that had been left for you. Uh, we did that reunion show and then I started doing these interviews on my curling iron. Yes. And I just decided to do that. There wasn't any, like nobody said to do it. They just came in to do my, you know, to question me or something. And I grabbed my curling iron and just started reporting, you know, being really? silly. That wasn't, I totally thought that was pre-planned. No, that was all me that just on the fly. And they were like, this is funny. Let's do some more stuff. So that is but amazing. what that led to. That That's is how awesome. I started hosting. You are kidding me. That is insane. I am not. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's that awesome. led to me doing all the behind the scenes for a few different um, of love shows and VH1 reality TV shows were interviewing cast. And then from there, I went to the television academy and I started working the line and interviewing, you know, different cast members on different TV shows. And it just kept going. And now I keep doing that. And I, I mean, I, I love interviewing people as and obviously you do, too, because it's so fun to learn about people. Yeah, so. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. It is a lot of fun for me. And, you know, I think for me growing up, I was always kind of like a, a little bit of a private person and a little bit of a guarded person. So my way of being social whenever I went to parties or events or whatever, I just always enjoyed asking people about themselves. I I, I mean, of course, I talk about myself some, but usually over like, you know, superficial stuff right. or benign stuff. But I always got to know people by asking them lots of, lots of questions about themselves. And it was just always fun for me. And so it makes sense um, for, and it seems like you're the same way. So it makes sense for both of us to go the path that that we went. But um, what I really admire about you and what I'm really impressed with about you is how you always were very positive. And even if it was like not a positive situation, you were able to put a positive spin on it. And now you've used that ability that you have to teach others and help others. Um, so let's, why don't you tell everybody about, about that? Well, first of all, thank you, my friend. That is very kind of you. And uh, that is something that, you know, I I would say I'm naturally just that way, but I also do work at it because it makes me happy. And uh, so what I do now is I'm like a lifestyle expert that goes around and I have what's called happy hacks. And I talk about how to hack moments of happiness into your day. So you might catch me on the news or, you know, whatever you're watching, I'll pop in and they'll say, you know, Jessica Kinney today is talking about five ways to brighten your day or different things you can do. The idea behind it is that you don't have to turn around your entire day. You don't have to say today I must be happy the whole day. But if you can change one moment in a day, if you can take one moment and say, I'm going to make this a happy moment. That's the win because it's very hard. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we have to act a certain way or feel like that we can't feel our emotions. And I don't think that that's right. I think that it's all about going with the flow and finding ways to build yourself up when you need to. So I've created happy hacks and I've had so much fun with it. And I also uh, lead meditation. So uh, every day, Monday through Friday at noon, California time, I host uh, a free uh, meditation on Facebook. So I do them on Facebook live and I have just been having such a wonderful time. It's, it's really nice that there's a platform for mindfulness right now, especially with everything we're going through with a lot of us being stuck at home and, you know, not having the resources and that physical contact. Like it's very weird to see you and not be able to be like Lacey and give you a big hug, you know, like I miss that. Yeah. But, but so if we can take time out for our mindfulness and just to, to say, you know what, I'm worth five minutes of just me time and just allow to sit and decompress. It helps you focus, puts you in a, it puts you at least in a little bit of a better mood. Um, so, so really that's what I've been doing. I'm a lifestyle expert these days and I could not be happier. It's, it's right up my alley. It's what I really feel drawn to be doing. And I'm so grateful that people give me the opportunity to share that. That is so awesome. I love that. And, you know, I, I think that's especially important right now because I personally am a news junkie. And even if you're not a news junkie to the degree that I am, 
We are all exposed to it. And there's just so much negativity and there's been so much negativity for such a long time. And it does get to be really overwhelming at times. And especially if you are a compassionate person and you and you want to help. Um, and sometimes you are left feeling, you know, helpless, you're left feeling hopeless. And um, and it's hard to keep your spirits up with everything that is going on. And um, I think the other thing too, that you totally nailed it, you, you know, to have an expectation of like, okay, I have to be happy all the time or I have to be happy all day to day. That can be an unrealistic expectation. I feel like if you put that kind of expectation on yourself, then you might end up feeling worse. And mm-hmm. uh, and I think everything that you said makes perfect sense to me about giving yourself little breaks and stuff. And I, I love that. I just think that's the coolest. And it's gotta be, a, it's gotta be rewarding for you knowing that you are helping so many people. Well, I, I definitely enjoy it. And thank you for saying that. And I know that you are a highly compassionate person as well, because you're, you can't be an animal advocate without having a, like a deep sense of compassion and empathy. So, you know, it's it, that having those kind of feelings too, it's also, it's its own thing to kind of carry and to, to deal with, you know, and so we do have to do all of us, you, me, everybody, we're all so different, but we all have these like deep levels of empathy. And so we have to advocate for ourselves, you know? Absolutely. I, I love that. And, you know, if we truly want to help other people, we are not going to be able to if we ourselves are hurting or if we ourselves are in a dark place. So the best way that that one can truly help others is to take care of themselves first, take care of themselves mentally, physically, get themselves to a good place. And then from there, you will have enough energy to help others. You hit the nail on the head. You cannot love someone else unless you love yourself truly. You have to be willing to to put yourself first sometimes. And I think a lot of people, myself included, sometimes struggle with that. So that's beautifully said. It really, you know, that's what it's about. It's about who you are as an individual, who I am is just as important as the people around us. And we have to remember that we got to, you know, look out for ourselves. And, um, and, but I mean, that's, you know, that's my, my passion, but I I totally, I know that everybody's here to talk about rock of love and and get it. I'm still happy to gossip and have fun. So just so everybody knows, like, (laughs) I I do, you know, I, but I do have to share my what's happening now because, uh, I would just love to encourage anybody who, especially right now in quarantine that, well, it's still, it's like quarantine still here in California. Um, you know, if you need the help, get it. And if you're just looking for a, a place that is a reminder that you can have a little bit of a mental reprieve, join me on Facebook where there every day at five minutes, easy peasy. Have a good time. Nice. I love that. <laughs> anyway. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We need more positivity in the world. So I love it. So let's get into rock of love. So you had mentioned that there was, it was kind of, um, interesting that you, the way that you were able to get into it. So how did you find out about the auditions? Where were you living? What were you doing before that? How did, walk us through how that happened. Sure. Um, so I was very young because I'm only 25 now. So it's very weird that me being 25 right now, they let me on the show because I was like four then. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, so I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I was I ran VIP for this nightclub. So I would coordinate whenever they'd have castings at our club. So they'd all go through me and they'd say, hey, we're doing the wait, next wait, wait. bus. Hey, I got to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. So you're 25 now? Yeah. Did How you old know? were you when you did the show? Like four. Like, <laughs> wait, so were you, you were, were you underage when you did the show? No, no. I was, I think it was 24, 25. Okay. I was just teasing. I was, I was like, hey, kidding. I'm, I'm like doing the math. So I'm like, 
<laughs> this is a whole different show now. <laughs> Let's call him Chris Hansen. It got weird. Okay. <laughs> Throw that one out there for you. Oh, gave me a heart attack. I'm like, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm suddenly questioning all the decisions I made in my life. <laughs> I know. Do you know how many times we hung out during that process? And, and I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait a second. Like four plus four is eight. Holy shit. Was Jessica underage? <laughs> okay. No, no, sadly I wasn't. But, um, but real right. quick. That I was good. That was before. good. You got me. Yeah. You got me there. <laughs> Okay. Going back to the empathy thing, do you remember? I don't remember where we were. I know it was an airport. We were walking down the airport, and a woman walks up to you and pushes you in the forehead, and she was like, "I don't like you." And then she looked at me, and she's like, "Why are you hanging out with her?" No, and you I were don't just remember like, that at all. That you were like, do not touch me. Like, who are? It, oh, I funny. remember that because I was so shocked that somebody would touch someone else and think that it was okay. And she was so rude to us. That is hilarious. For some reason, I have no recollection of that. I was like, well, actually she's dead now. There's a whole reason I moved yeah. to Nevada. You can bury no bodies, you know, they don't find them. <laughs> I've never seen um, um, Well, it was so weird. That is a I, weird I remember one. that still. You know, I was telling people that it's very rare that people come and like mess with me in person, like, of course, people like talk a lot of shit online, but that doesn't really bother me. But in person, usually people are pretty cool. Um, there's maybe like less than, a, you know, maybe just one handful of instances where people weren't. But that's I don't even remember that, which is weird because that seems like yeah, something that I should she remember. Walk, <laughs> she walks up to you and she goes, I don't like Like she pushed you in the forehead. Really? It was very, I remember it was such a weird place to push someone. That is And she was like, one. I don't like you. And then she looks at me and she was like, <laughs> you shouldn't hang out with her. Uh, and you were just both like ready to fight her or something. Because we were like riled up. And you were like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Where were the cameras anyway, then? Oh I my know. God, that's hilarious. I, I don't know why. PSA but- security cameras were there. <laughs> Uh, that's hysterical. I don't even remember that. That's so, I, I must've, this is how little I care. It's really funny. People are always like, how are you a villain? And people like talk so much shit about you online. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. It is definitely uh, a blessing. I just, I just don't care. You know, literally like if you look up no fucks given, you will see my picture. <laughs> it's you because know? it's not who you are in real life. So it's really easy to separate from that, I think, because yeah. everybody who knows you loves you in real life. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, thank <So>. you. <laughs> I think it's easy when, you know, they always say like, like the the nicest people play villains in movies and film, like the, the like character actors, the ones that play the meanest, most tough characters are usually like the coolest people in <laughs> real life, like the easiest to get along with that you want to hang out with. So, Well, I always loved villain characters and I always loved people who did like, the opposite of what was expected, you know? I was always kind of like a rebel growing up. So I was like, well, I got to play the, the villain. <laughs> you know, it'd be so much fun. But um, but let's get back to you. So, um, okay, so you're in Scottsdale <laughs> and, um, and you were working in a nightclub and then right. somebody approached so, you? So yeah, so I would coordinate all of the castings for our nightclub and we had a ton of MTV and VH1, like all the Viacom shows came through us. And um, so I started to get to know the casting directors a little bit. And they had this show coming up and they said, it's Rock of Love. They're doing another season. We can't tell you who (laughs) it's going to be, but will you audition? And I was like, well, I have no desire to do this show, but I'll audition because I know that that's how they get paid. And I knew that I got paid by them coming to my nightclub. So it was like one hand washes the other. So I did this audition and they were like, right away, they were like, oh, we want you. This is great. Will you do it? And I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> and wow. So, so I was I, like, I don't even know who the dater is. How would I know if I would want to do it? Like, I don't like, what if it's, he's not my flavor? You know, I can't like, 
go on. And then, um, they asked a couple of times, like, please come do this. And I said, I had, I kept turning it down. Having so funny. I had no idea what I was turning down and how like cool it would be. And I was like, no, no. And then I remember I was, I, I was walking out of my office and I had just quit my job. Like just quit. My phone rang and they're like, okay, it's with Brett Michaels. Will you please fly out and do this show for us? And I was, I had just quit my job anyway. And I was like, yeah, sure. But <laughs> that was That's awesome. You know, it's funny because I had a similar situation where I was asked to audition and it was specifically because they needed rocker chicks and they knew I was in a band and touring and all that. And it was the same thing. Like I was like, oh, but my music career, I don't know if I want to go on a reality TV show. It might like hurt my reputation. And, you know, <laughs> fast forward, I'm like, you know, pushing girls into swimming pools and stuff. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was the same thing. Like I said, no, exactly what you just said. Like I had no idea what I was saying no to, but it was also the same reason they wouldn't tell me who the guy was. And who so- Who says yes without knowing? Yeah, well, a lot of girls actually went on without knowing. They were okay with that. I got them to tell me as well who it was because I just kept saying no also. And when they said Brett Michaels, I was like, you know what? I actually really like Brett Michaels. And I really like Poison. So um, I was like, I'm all about it. But um, I'm so glad that you ended up doing it. Now, had you seen any of the other shows by that same production company, 51 Minds? You didn't see Flavor of Love or any of those? No, I hadn't watched any. And then when I said I would do the show, suddenly I was like, I need to watch these shows. Oh, okay. So, so you did get to watch some before. Did you get to watch so any watched- before? Yeah, I watched your season. I think I watched it while I was in the six, the seven days of like isolation. Mm. They were like, I just watched VH1 the whole time and just watched it. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, well, here we go. Like, this is this is real life. This is happening. Strap so, in. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, where's my vodka? Yeah. Oh, no, too much vodka. Okay, I'm done. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, did you ever end up actually developing feelings for Brett Michaels or did you know that, did you think it was real? Were you, did you think it wasn't real? Did you develop feelings? I always have and always will totally, you know, love Brett. I think he's an awesome human being. I'm sure if he even remembers who I am, he would agree that there was no chemistry. We had zero chemistry. I, I thought he was the coolest guy ever. Like I, I always described him as like this guy that you would love to watch football with and drink a beer and hang out. And he's, he's always so nice. And he always just talks to you like he's interested in what you have to say. And he's just a very appealing person. We had like zero chemistry. <laughs> yeah, I always, people always try to get me to talk shit about Brett. And like, I, I really can't. I mean, he's been, yeah, he's so charming. He's got so much charisma. He's super like, warm and welcoming and and just um, humble, which I really appreciate. Um, a really great guy. Really, really, really great guy. But um, kind of same Holy. for me as well. But also I kind of knew that what I was getting myself into, this wasn't like a really finding love show. So I was like not even going to try same. to let myself go there. But um, but so um, remind me, how many, um, how long were you there at the house for? Oh, geez. Um, how many episodes did you make uh, it through? There was, I left in Las Vegas. So there's only, there was three or four of us left when I was there. Okay. So um, what are some of your more, um, like what are some of your favorite moments from the show? I know that you had uh, a couple of solo dates with Brad. Like what, what part of the show was like really the most fun? Like that you can look back with fond memories. I mean, I had a great time the whole time I was there. I mean, I really did. So it was just, you know, I think people think that it's like, 
all Brett all the time. And all we do is all of us just hang out with Brett 24 seven. And it's like this big, like Brett fest, but really you don't have that much time. You're mostly with the other gals. Like we're mostly just all together in this like hot box of a lot of alcohol, a little bit of food, someone else (laughs) controlling your lights, someone else controlling the clocks and no outside resources. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it's kind of crazy, but I, you know, I, I just, I had fun at, you know, on the first season I hung out with Megan a lot and you can't not have fun if you're hanging out with Megan. Cause she'll find something fun to do. If you're bored, she'll be like, well, this is what we're doing next. And I'll be like, uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good plan. We're doing that. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, as far as the show goes, I actually, I think I might've enjoyed charm school more. Yeah. I think a lot of people felt that way. Cause I, I feel like Rock of Love was sort of like our preparation. And then Charm mm-hmm. School was like, all right, now I got this education under my belt. Here we go. You know, this experience. Um, yep. So yeah, I agree with you. And um, I got to say, I loved when you and Megan did the hula hooping thing. Like that was amazing. <laughs> you know, Megan favorite. had already done reality TV. So she, like to me, no, no producers really interacted with me at all or anything. I was just kind of there like, all right, let's see what happens. And all I knew was who, you know, I, the call ahead of time when they kind of told me then the little bit of the scoop, but um, Megan was like the one who filled me in because she had done this before. You know what I mean? So um, that was fun. You know, that was cool. But yeah, the um, charm school was really, you know, we always were doing something crazy in charm school. I feel like those activities were more fun. Like they just had weird stuff for us to do and we had all done it before. So we knew what limits we could push or what we you know could or couldn't do. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Well, um, I do want to talk about charm school with you because you and I were on that show together. So we have a lot uh-huh. to talk about, but um, I have a couple more questions about Rock of Love. Um, sure. So as the person who probably was the drunkest ever on all of VH1 <laughs> in VH1 history, um, I noticed I know, that, that you happen to have a little bit of a, a drinking moment one night as well. <laughs> and um, how we're I, describing it? <laughs> I know you're not a, like a big drinker, like you're a social drinker, but you're not like a crazy drinker. Um, right. And so like what happened that day? Was that just like a you underestimated I was overserved. Talk to your bartender. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it was honestly, from what I remember, um, I remember that that, so, okay, I have celiac, which means I can't eat certain food. I have an autoimmune disorder, which means I actually can't have gluten or I get sick. So there's certain, like, at the time, I didn't quite understand all of that. And um, because it, it, it on, the onset is usually in your mid 20s, which is what I was then. Wink, wink, so you can figure out my age. Um, I'm 38, everybody. I'm not 25. I'm 38, okay? Um, you could pass for 25. You look amazing. I love you. Thank you. Yes, we'll go out and pretend like we're in our 20s. I, I'm all for um, it. <laughs> Give me the Yankermaster. Yes. Oh my gosh, Irish car bombs, what? Um, so... So at the time, like I, there were certain foods I couldn't eat. And, you know, we didn't have like as much food there, but we had a ton of alcohol and they brought in these bartenders that were like in for the episode. So they, and they always had shots and they kept giving us shots. And I kept being like, I am done. Like, <laughs> please like pour some wine out or something. Like I'm going to like, you know, hit the floor soon. And I just like, I'm not, I'm a lightweight. I am such a lightweight. And I, I, you know, I just remember being super duper sick and, you know, being a maniac, but I think everybody's had at least one of those moments in their life. And if you haven't, God bless you. You are the luckiest. (laughs) 
Uh, but what I will say is, uh, which you will, won't see, you see a little interaction, I think, with me and Brett, and I, I don't even remember what it was. He was so nice to me. He like, was so he was, sweet. He did that with Brandy M too, where he was like, oh, this person's in trouble. And, you know, we, yeah, as you just said, we've like all been there. He actually was very like, you know, caring and like thoughtful about it. So I, you know, so that was, so it t- kudos to him because, you know, he, he was the one that showed up and I mean, obviously for the show, he had to show up, but, but he did, he didn't have to be as thoughtful as, you know, he was. So, but that, you know, <laughs> no excuses. I just drank too much. <laughs> well, we've all it was been my there. big day. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, the other thing too that I noticed that really stands out about your season, which I haven't watched in a, in a, in a long time, so my memory is a little I bit don't hazy. Think I've ever watched it? I don't think I've watched all. You never, you never watched your own season? No. Oh my god, that's so crazy! A few people have said that. How come? I lived through it. What else do I need to know? <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't curious about things that happened, like when you weren't there, or how they were going to edit it, or anything like that. Were you nervous that they were going to make you look bad? I don't know. I mean, I watched some of it, but you know, at that time things aired and then they were gone and you couldn't see them. And a lot of, you know, we were all on the road traveling when the show was out. So if I was at a, you know, doing a promotion at a club or we were out in Vegas at whatever, like you just missed it, you know? So I just, I didn't really like hunt it down, I guess. I guess I could watch it now, but I don't know that my stomach could handle it. (laughs) (laughs) There'd be like PTSD. Oh no. I will, I will say everybody absolutely thought you were like so sweet and so endearing. They just, Everybody loved you. So I think I think you'd be happy with it. But one thing that does stand out about your season was I feel like there was a lot of drama between Chrissy Joe, Destiny, and Daisy. Like those were the three that there was like always like shouting and crying and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. was that was that difficult for you? And and where was your what was your perspective of all of that? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'm one of those people who I just, I meet you, I automatically love you unless you burn me and then we're done type of a person. So to me, I loved all three of them. So I was kind of just listening. As you see, like, I'm just kind of who I am. It's, I I just was there and trying to support each of them and be like, you guys, it's okay. That's not what she meant or whatever, you know, from, from what I remember. Um, But I, because I liked them all and they all had valid points and they were all misunderstood. And there was also, I think people don't realize like, that producers do interact and, you know, they do, they can tell one person one thing and then they can tell another person the opposite. Like, did you hear that so-and-so said that you're a jerk? And you're like, what? That was never said. So there, there's things that, you know, are like happening behind the scenes that can incite this. And I think I was probably always just trying to be semi the voice of reason and be like, that doesn't even make sense. That's not even logical. You guys, I'm like Spock over here. Like, you know, come on. Yeah. I always, you know, I loved each of the producers on an individual, like one-on-one basis. I loved all of them. Like there's not one I didn't like, but I always playfully say on this podcast that the producers were the real villains of the shows and they were so good at like, you know, kind of pulling excellent at what they do. Yeah. They, they are so good at, you know, pulling the strings and manipulating things to go a certain way. And Mm -hmm. you know, it's all done for the sake of entertainment. There's no like malicious. Yeah. And they did a great job, but, um, so I think that a lot, a lot, you should be able to real, like most, some of us realize what's happening and some of us don't realize that. And I think if you, are more on the logical side of things, you can be like, okay, why would they be telling me to do this? Is this going to be in my best interest or not? And then you make the decision based off of how far do you want to go? That's very well said. I completely agree with you with that. Yeah. And um, so did so you didn't have a lot of 
the producers uh, intervening as far as you personally go? There wasn't as much. I, I guess I did as there was fewer and fewer women at the, at the house because, you know, as you get down, there's not as many people to talk to, right? So you kind of have your coach that's like, how are you feeling today? You feel like you're like in the ring, you know, in the boxing ring. But really, they kind of, <laughs> I think they figured between her drinking and whatnot, she could figure she's on her own. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, but yeah, so, I don't feel like I had as much interaction as a lot of people did, but. Who was your favorite, who, which girl would you say you connected with the most on, on your season of Rock of Love? On my season of Rock of Love, I would say I probably connected the most with Megan. We hung out a lot, but, but I hung out a lot with Daisy and Destiny and Christy Joe. So, um, you know, the the little posse like there, that was kind of, you know, all the, the gals, I guess. And, you know, but I mean, I didn't, dislike anybody on our season everybody was just you could just tell that they had this like list of characters and okay we've got this personality type and this one and this one and this you know and it was just neat to see how we all interacted that makes sense and somebody on instagram asked a really great question about the episode when the exes came on and they were saying that uh your ex-boyfriend came on and he seemed almost like a little bit sad that he wasn't with you anymore like he hadn't seen you in forever and, he, and now that he's like in your presence again he kind of is realizing what he was missing what what was your take on like were, did you know your ex-boyfriend was going to be showing up was that weird for you I had no idea. Yeah, that was very weird for me. And when they were, I do remember when they had all the exes come, I was surprised because he wasn't like a a long-term ex or anything. He was more like a, we only dated for a little while. So I was like, all these other gals have like their serious ex-boyfriends and I have this guy, he's cool, (laughs) but like, you know, and I don't know, not meaning anything to him. Like he was a fine guy. I was just, he was sweet, but he was not like my like, Love long of your lost life. love or something, right, you know, right. it's like, good, good to see you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. So I, that's great that he, I, that's good to know. I would have never known that he had missed me because <laughs> it wasn't that long. <laughs> did you talk to him when the show was done filming after it wrapped? Did you reach out to him and be like, no, that was- I don't think so. Maybe, maybe I just said, thanks for showing up. And I, I was like, thanks. I don't, I don't, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> that's so funny. So let's talk about charm school. So, um, was, uh, did you know what, what, what did the producers come to you and tell you? Cause some people, they told us it was Sharon Osbourne others. They didn't, I think they tried to not tell me, but then it was the same thing as like rock of love. I'm like, I know your tricks. Like I'm, I'm just going to say, no, I'm not going to do the show until you tell me who it is. And they're yeah. like, okay, we're gonna tell you who it is, but please don't tell anybody. I'm like, you guys yeah, I, quick. I, I knew who it all, who everybody was, I feel like. And I think I got most of my dirt from you in the hotel room. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Cause we all got together and we were like, kind of try to come up with a game plan and everything. Yeah, That's right. So that was, that show was so much fun. I'm so glad that you and I got to do that together. And what was, um, so everybody wants to know about what went down between you and Raven. And, you know, Raven was one person I never really got to speak with because she really purposely, isolated herself from everybody. Like she really didn't give anybody a chance as evident by she automatically judged you as being this like dumb blonde bimbo just based on what you looked like. And then you had like the best answer in the world, which was like the NASA thing. So everybody <laughs> wants to know, like, did you really work for NASA? And and tell us about that. So as far as Raven goes, I, I honestly, it's such a blur. I barely even remember. I just remember she kind of like 
honed in on me and was like, oh, she looks like an easy target. I don't know what happened. I'm guessing what happened in her mind. And I was just like, this is very strange, but here we go. And then you came in and you were like, this is not the good luck. You know, I was like, yeah, Lacey, I'll get you. But yeah, it was, so I had, I have, okay, for four years, I worked on a NASA funded internship in college. So I am, if you look me up, you can find me published in scientific journals. I worked on the Cassini project. I worked on the visual and infrared mapping spectrophotometer. So what I did was I did a ton of math and calculations for icy satellites. And I, they did this 19 year mission to Jupiter and to Saturn. I so that. they were judging Saturn's rings and the moons of Saturn. And I actually got to work on the data that they were collecting. Wow. And I did that for four years for NASA. And I also worked on uh, a, a side project for NASA with my professor at the University of Arizona, where I went to school, where um, uh, we created this apparatus that was testing isotopic fractionation and the origin of the Earth's oceans based off of comet surfaces. So, uh, you know, because we don't know. So if you look at the ocean, there there's different types of water. There's heavy water. So there's different components to the water, same as if you look at a comet surface. So we created this whole big process, this experiment, and that's all published as well. And sometimes I'll post old pictures of like, of Saturn or Jupiter and, you know, but, but our, but the Cassini project for NASA was incredible. And yes, and I worked on that for four years and um, I love talking about it. So <laughs> that is um, really cool. I got to say, I, I don't have the education that you have. And I think I understood about 90% of what you just said, but I am so fascinated by it. And you and I are going to have to have a, like a, a conversation another time about yeah. this because I am incredibly fascinated by our solar system and the planets and that kind of thing. So that's awesome. And what's even more awesome is that someone can come and fuck with you and you can be like, oh yeah, well, NASA, bitch. You, <laughs> and can, like, you, can, you can say some things, but can, I might have a response. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's amazing. I love that so much. That's oh. really, really cool and really interesting. And I just think it's like so amazing that you have gone so many different directions in your career. And, um, you know- That has to be though, career-wise, my biggest accomplishment. I mean, space exploration is just, it's necessary and it's fascinating and it's just so incredible. So to even have a teensy, teensy, tiny little role in this discovery and this exploration is so, is something I will always cherish. That's awesome. It's just, yeah. I love that so much. So- yeah, so that was like, that was a whole crazy thing with with Raven. And unfortunately, poor Raven, a lot of people are, are telling me that I should bring her onto the podcast. But I think that, um, you know, I, unfortunately, I don't think that Raven is in a really great spot right now. And really? I, I wouldn't bring her onto the podcast just because I would not want to even unintentionally exploit what she's yeah. going through. But I know that somebody told me that she posted some videos of herself on YouTube and it's just like, apparently she lives inside of her car in Malibu and she takes her clothes off and runs outside and antagonizes police officers. And thank God, like nothing uh -huh. horrible has happened to her yet, but um, hopefully nothing will. But she's in a very um, unusual place that yeah. I'm not even going to pretend to understand or try to make sense of. But um, but yeah, it just it just sucks that like it, she went that direction, you know, but it also kind of yeah. makes sense because she always was like the antisocial one of all of us. Well, you know, I like I like I said, I never got to get to know her because she kind of just 
it came out of the gates, you know, with some kind of a, a thing to, I, I, I don't even think that she didn't like me. I think she was just looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you're around. Let's try this. I, like, I don't even think she didn't like me. I think she just wanted something like she wanted to, you know, bring a little lacy to the party <laughs> and she just did it the wrong way. Um, but like, I have no hard feelings uh, against her. I was kind of hoping you're going to say that, you know, oh, now she's like doing something really cool and like mellowed out or something. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know we got to find our paths. It is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wish her all the best. And, um, you know, and she was definitely a character, that's for sure. So, um, but yeah, so what did you, what were your thoughts on Sharon Osbourne? I loved Sharon. I thought she was so cool. I mean, talk about girl power. I mean, and, and side note, I had like of the things I remember, do you remember how amazing her jewelry was? Yes. <laughs> yes. Her jewelry. style was just incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally thought Sharon was great. And I know that she is a, a tough personality and I know that, you know, she's going to make a decision and she's either, you're either going to love her or you're going to hate her. I totally get that. I just so happen to love her. And I, I just think she's such a strong, confident woman. And I, I love that. I agree with you 100%. You know, I always tell people that Sharon was really tough and and she definitely could be intimidating at times, but her the overwhelming vibe I got from her was I I felt like she had this like very strong motherly warmth to her. Warm. Yeah, she really, was still very warm. Yeah, which felt really really good when you're in her presence and um and you can sense that about her. So, I thought she was incredible as well and I consider her so grateful that that she of all people did that show with us. I mean, that was just Definitely. amazing. So, and, and I, I, so I saw her just a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. And I, I was shopping and her and Ozzy were out or something. I, this is a, not, this is a while ago, I guess now, but, and I, I was like, Sharon, Hey, it's Jessica, blah, blah, blah. And, and she started talking about charm school. She's like, that was so much fun. And you were so sweet. And, blah, oh. blah. and it was like for her to remember considering how many, how much she does. I thought that really spoke volumes, you know? Uh, that is that so gets, cool. That's amazing that you yeah. had that I- interaction with her afterwards. That's awesome. Just randomly, we're both shopping at the same clothing store because she was doing like Christmas shopping or something. Oh, how funny. And I love Ozzy. Like he is the best. So, I mean, that, their whole family is just so cool. So that's awesome. awesome. Well, one thing that um, was really great about you is you were definitely like the peacekeeper of the house. And there was always so much like craziness and chaos going on. And you definitely were the one to be able to... Um, keep it together. And then one night in particular where like the shit just really hit the fan was when we were all dressed in our ugly outfits and we went to that bar. And that was my favorite thing we did. Me too. I had so much fun and I was shocked because a lot of the girls breakdowns had break like breakdowns. And I remember it was, it was a shock to me in real time when it happened. I didn't understand what what was happening? And it was multiple girls. I think it was Heather and Brandy C and maybe one or two I think others. It was just- like, no, I think it was way more. Th- I think like 75% of the people had breakdowns or felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, about going out in their ugly outfits. And I was like, wow, we can tell here who's got self-esteem problems, can't we? Like, this is blaringly obvious because I just, I and you as well, like we were like, oh, all right, woohoo, let's go. And what's funny is when I was out in uh, the ugly costume and we went to, um, to that bar, I actually got recognized not for uh, doing the 
Rock of Love that I got recognized by a fan of my old band Nocturne. And this guy came up and he was, I didn't know who he was, but he was just like a fan. And he was so confused. He's like, what, what is this? What are you doing right now? And like, even at that, I was just like, who cares? It's fun. I know it's just like designed to embarrass us, but like you're in control of your own thoughts, you know? And I was like, I'm going to choose to have fun. And you chose to have fun. And, um, but I, yeah, it was crazy how the girls just like had breakdowns, like just were sobbing at the idea of having to go out. I think I won that challenge, actually. I think that's one of my proudest moments because they were- that's I right. think I did. Yeah, from what yeah. Because that, that was my favorite thing out of both seasons because I guess I felt so free and to just like, oh, it, you know, I can do whatever I want. And I, I guess because I've never really judged people by their appearance, I've always judged them by how they are, like who inside, like I, uh, you know what I mean? And I, I guess because to me, it didn't like, it was so unimportant to me that it was, I just got such a kick out of seeing all these other people feel like I, I just kept thinking about, oh, that must really suck how you're feeling inside. And like, I wondered if it opened anybody's eyes up to their own personal stuff, because to me, I just couldn't grasp it. I, everything that you just said, I completely agree with that. That was a little um, perplexing to me as well, but it just, you know, I hope that they looked at that one like, oh, wow. Like the fact that I feel so devastated because I'm going out in the world in an ugly costume instead of having fun with it. I mean, that was- I always think of it as like a make under. I just feel of it as as like, you know what I mean? Like who, like they, they tried to make us feel a certain way, but I I just like, that would not fly right now on television. Like we, like that is so, it's really, it's so judgmental, you know what I mean? And I don't think it's very kind. And so I don't even think it's, you know what I mean? Like if anything, I just, I feel like it's so inappropriate. And I feel like when you see how some of the people responded to that, it really gives you insight into their character. Oh, I don't think that most of Rock of Love would fly right now. Like if, I if like some, you're right. Uh, yeah, after the whole like Me Too stuff, I mean, not that it, it wasn't Brett, it was not him. It was the way the show was designed and the way it was put together, um, you know, and, and Brett was like, so perfect at like writing that line of being silly and being ridiculous and everything to him like was like turns him on, you know, with, but without right. crossing the line into like douchebaggery, or at least that was my perspective. Some Agreed. people might think differently, but, um, but even still that he was really good at like walking that line and not crossing it. I still don't think that, that, that sh- the show at all would fly in this like post me too era. Cause it was, I mean, you're like pitting women against each other, you know, and people gave the women a really hard time for um, kind of going after each other, but you got to remember, and and Jessica, you're great because you didn't take the bait of like the competitiveness, but I personally am a very competitive person. Plus I'm- yes, You an, are. <laughs> and, and plus I'm an entertainer. I mean, I always like joke, like if it was like a mopping contest, I'm like, give me that fucking mop. I will mop the shit out of the floor. <laughs> like, mopping I don't so care, hard. you know? And so I- um, we, you know, like that is not how normal dating works though. And we were being forced to compete and like any situation nowadays, it's it's pretty much the opposite of, of female empowerment, what that show was with the exception right. of, I, I tried to empower myself by owning my sexuality. That's kind of what I got out of that show um, by going like, you know, I'm not going to allow myself or any of the girls for that matter to be shamed for, for being sexual on a crazy dating show or whatever. But um you know, and Brett was always really good about not talking down about the girls. In fact, he always talked us up, if anything. Yeah. But I know a lot of like the media tried to like kind of slut shame the girls and all that. And I just don't think any of that would fly these days. You know, I think right at the beginning, what you said hit the nail on the head. 
it's a competition show. So you could take bread out of it. Everybody's competing to win. Heck, half the people didn't even know who they were coming on to date. So it's really not about a guy. You know, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like this is, it's a competition at the end of the day. And it's just a competition show that happens to be centered around dating, but all of the activities have nothing to do with dating. That's true. Absolutely. And then same thing with um, with Charm School. I mean, in that case, it right. was even more of a competition because we were literally competing for yeah. a huge amount of money. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but yeah, so you were definitely the peacemaker. So that night we were in the ugly outfits and then um, I was with Brandy C and we went to confront Heather because Heather was shitty to Brandy C earlier. So we were going to confront her about that. And then um, just everything like went crazy chaos in that room. And then Brandy C- I remember C- the plate flying by my head and I was like, this is this is happening. All right. <laughs> I won't be eating off of that. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember you went and you were, Heather was very upset. And I remember yeah. you went to ca- try to calm her. What was your, like, tell us your perspective of all of that, what happened that night. Oh my gosh. I honestly don't remember anything except the plate flying by my head. But I just knew that regardless of whoever is right or wrong, when people are that worked up, they're miserable. Like, like everybody was just hurt. Like, I just don't like to see people be upset. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you both calm down, then we can sort this, but that doesn't make good television. <laughs> okay, Like that doesn't work, Lacey. You have to like the excitement of the drinking and the throwing things. That's what makes good television. But I just know in my mind, I'm always coming from a place of y'all, let's just, we're at an 11. So let's just, I mean, well, I think that's a very admirable quality, but to be honest though, I think it does uh, make for good television because we can't all be the villains. And there, there has, has to be to... one person who's... <laughs> right, <laughs> like... yeah, exactly. Like the, you know, there's like the, the the villain character, the straight character, the comedic character, you know? So you got to have that balance, you know? Yeah. So I thought, I thought you did that really well. Do you remember talking to Heather's mom on the phone? Gosh, no, did I? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to remember and you didn't you didn't watch you didn't watch that season either huh I think I did but I mean that was over a decade ago now like I'm trying to remember what I had for lunch today I think I, I ate at Sage Vegan Bistro like um I'm sh- I'm sure I did I was probably trying to make peace and be like I hope she's okay what did I do what did I say do you remember um I don't I remember you were just like hi mom like talking to her on the phone and like oh, trying to yeah. but like literally as I and you I think you brought Heather pizza you're like hey girl here's some pizza and she literally just like yanks a plate out of yeah. your hand and like chucks it at my head yeah. That's why she threw the plate. I gave her the pizza. I gave her the weapon. I don't, oh my gosh. (laughs) It was you, Jessica. It was you. (laughs) Years later, is this really about you wanting to confront me about this plate, Lacey? Yeah, so yeah. So you were working with her, conspiring to take me down. That's what it was. I can't believe this is all coming to the table Jessica Kinney, the real villain of the show. All right, all right. The truth is revealed, everybody. Jessica Kinney crazy villain. <laughs> you heard it here first. Keep no. up with me for all of my ways of being a villain. Daily, I'm doing villainic things. I don't even know the, how to do that word. I'll get you, I'll get you like, some, some My villain-like lifestyle. I'll get you the devil horns. I'll, they'll, they'll fit your head. I'll make them fit. <laughs> make them, thank you. Thank you, friend. <laughs> That's my contribution to society. I, I, I do what I can. I save animals. I, I advocate for the underdog and I help everybody to find their inner Satan. 
So we all have one. So <laughs> it's your superhero power. There you go. That's what I say. Uh, well, Jessica, I, uh, I I so am appreciative of you for coming on to the the podcast, and you're, I I'm so proud of you. Everything that you got going on. If people want to find you and find out about all this cool stuff that you're doing, how can they do that? Um, thank you so much for having me. And, I, and it took us a little while to get coordinated. So um, I'm so happy that we do find we did finally get to to do this. Um, uh, well, after I, I all- was after you caught me like hiding in your bushes and like knocking on your window, <laughs> and then like I, I like sent you like snakes in the mail. I figured that you would get like the hint that I wanted you on my podcast. So. Well, the albino snake is what really sealed the deal. <laughs> like an albino python for me, Lacey. Um, <laughs> like, damn it, Lacey, more snakes. All right, fine. I'll come on your podcast. <laughs> I, I, I honestly haven't talked about any of this stuff in so long. I'm not somebody who kind of, you know, who revisits it much, which is why I apologize that some of my... Oh, before I tell people where they can find me, this is one thing I did want to say because... I can't remember if it was Frankie or Faraday or somebody had asked me to talk about this. Oh, I about- love money. Oh, duh. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for yeah. remembering that. Yes. Okay. So yeah, because were you asked to do I Love Money? So this is the funny thing is, if anything, I was probably supposed to be an alternate on Charm School because let's be honest, I'm so charming already. <laughs> You're pretty but- charming. I was never doing I Love Money. They flew me out because I was going to be like a behind the scenes correspondent. So I came thinking I'm going to do all this correspondence stuff. It's going to be so fun. I would be the worst contestant on I Love Money. I would be so terrible. And then it was like, you remember, I was there. I was just like chilling. Like, this is fun. We're swimming up at the bar. Like, life is good. And um, I remember it was like the day before we were supposed to leave our like hotel area. And they're like, the producers bring me in. They're like, you know, so we were thinking um, we want you to, to compete instead. And I knew at that moment, they had never intended to let me be the Oh, sneaky, sneaky of them. And so I said no. And I went home and I got a free, like, I got paid for a week or two of vacation. Wow. Good for you for like, no, I was not an alternate. Uh, Yeah, never was an alternate. I was never going to do it. uh, But I I was going to, well, what I thought I was flying out for was to do correspondence work. And they let me believe that. And then I let them waste their money on my vacation. Shady. Well, I'm so glad that you stuck to your guns, as I said. And I just love, love, love that you started your hosting career by spontaneously picking up a curling iron and using it as a microphone. Like that is brilliant. I mean, that they they took that and they ran with it. And like it was just so fun and funny. Like you and um Thank Ricky you. Rackman. That was amazing. And oh, by the way, one more thing I just thought of. Do you know, because I don't know the answer to this, but I when I remember watching that back and then Heather had these like like agents that were there, like were not being let in. And I remember that was like one of the main things that you and Ricky were like reporting reporting on. And do, do you know anything about that? Like, were those really agents? Were those actors? So I, was that this real? I actually do know about because this is the one thing I actually, like I had that little like microphone reporting thing on my reel because it was my first footage doing reporting. That's <laughs> and awesome. Yes, um, and they were wonderful. They're very sweet. They, they're actually um, a manager and their uh, partners, like, um, like marriage partners, um, a manager and a fashion designer. And they're the sweetest couple. 
And I still kind of keep in touch with them a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what happened and why they weren't allowed in or why they should need to come in. Like, I don't know why, you know, I don't understand that, but I just thought it was so hilarious that, that anybody cared that I was like, <laughs> let me report from my, my curling iron because I don't have, you know, like. It was brilliant. So, it was hilarious. And, and it was just so perfect because it was your way of making yourself stand out above everybody mm-hmm. else. And it was like, it was so brilliant. I, I love that. That happens spontaneously. That's and that's amazing. how I ended up you know, becoming friends with Ricky and staying in touch with him too. And then um, later I ended up having a, um, a podcast or uh, uh, with, um, I guess podcast. Yeah, that's what we're calling them these days. A streaming show with Mary Carey, oh, who yeah. was on um, Sober House, I think Celebrity Rehab. Dr. Drew. And we had, yeah, Dr. Drew. And we had our show at the same place that Ricky hosted his show. Okay. So, so yeah, so I've gotten to, you know, not so much anymore, except maybe on Twitter or something. I don't, you know, because Ricky has since moved away, but he's the, the kindest guy. He's just so sweet. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I became friends with him because I was like, Ricky, be in my interview. Like, you know, and then it's we just kind of kept in touch. And- that is so funny. I love that yeah. so much. So how can people find you on online and where if they want to find out about these, like um, what you're talking about, like the happiness breaks, what, what was your word for yeah. it? Happy, uh, happy hacks. hacks. Yes, happy hacks. How can they find that and you? Well, I'm really hard to find. <laughs> just kidding. Um, everything is just under my name. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all at Jessica Kinney, K-I-N-N-I. So find me on Instagram. I, I do my very best to reply to everybody and be chatty. And, you know, I, I appreciate anybody that, you know, wants to, you know, give me a kind word because I know how people are. They don't, you don't have to. And like, people have been so kind to me. I mean, I, I can you know, I think you're the same way. You can go through these lists and you can remember like names from 10, like I've become friends with Frankie, who is, you know, who I met because he was a fan of our show. And, you know, and now I, you know, and there's so many like friendly faces and names and we're, it's just so nice that um, people have taken the time to show us a little kindness too, and to still show interest in something that to me hasn't been relevant in like a decade. So thank you. <laughs> People love it. You know, I think because VH1 is replaying it and the, all these like streaming services have picked it up and people are rewatching it or people who were too young when it first came out are getting to see it for the yeah, first time. And definitely. I think based on what I hear everybody say, because I was feeling the same way as what you just said, but what I'm hearing the feedback of the fans, they're saying like, it's just a nice um, sense of like normalcy. It's nostalgia from oh when boy. times were like not so crazy. And it's like, it's escapism. So I'm like, I, yeah. I totally get that. So, well, if you're looking for another way to unwind, yes, please, you know, join me on Facebook. I do Facebook lives at noon, do a short meditation. You know, it's a great way. I did not ever like meditation, by the way, Lacey. I was like, I can't sit still for more than four seconds. And then I kind of just let it all go. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to, no expectations. I'm going to sit for a few minutes. And it got got to a point where my body and my mind craved it. So if you join me on Facebook and then you can also, my website, which is jessicakinney.com, you can find all of my happy hacks there, all of my past meditations. And also you can sometimes catch me on your local news or, you know, I, uh, you might, I'll be a, a lifestyle expert in a region near you. So that's so um, cool. I love that. <laughs> well, congratulations, girl. I am just like so proud of you. I'm so impressed with everything you've done. And again, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's always so wonderful to connect and it, it's just great to, to see you to see you and hear your voice because now that you're farther away, it's different. But you have to come see me in Las Yes, and thank you for doing this. It's so cool. Oh, well, I appreciate you saying that. It's it's been a blast. I I love 
getting to reconnect with all the old castmates and meet new ones. And, you know, yeah. I know the fans are digging it. So like, I'm, I consider myself just as blessed that this all came together, but thank you for your kind words. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, you're awesome. And you're, it's so neat to like, it's so fun to get to watch you in this element. Oh, well, thanks, you know, girl. It, you're, you're so, so nice. good at it. But like, and I'm not saying like, like you're just, you because you, you have a great way of like weaving stuff together and you bring up all these fun, interesting points. And I think that, you know, when people get to actually sit down and talk to you in a, in a different setting, it just, it's like everybody gets to kind of see you shine too. And just Aww. kind of see, see what the real Lacey is about a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> a wee bit. Oh, well, that's very nice of you to say. I appreciate that girl. You're so sweet and you're so good to me and you're such a good person. And I, I'm going to let you go now, but I will, I'm going to give you a call later though. And like, I'll give you a call in a couple of days. Let's catch up some more. Absolutely. And and to everybody who tunes in, thank you so much for, you know, being so kind and um, had a wonderful time, Lace. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. Take care, girl. Have a good one. Bye. I really love Jessica. She's so awesome. She's seriously like one of my favorite people from all of those shows. She's just fantastic. So I'm so glad finally got to bring Jessica Kinney on. So I want to say thank you to all of you also for sticking with me for watching another episode of Talk of Love. I'm having such a great time doing this podcast. and I really, really appreciate you guys for staying with me and being such loyal fans and viewers of the podcast. And in particular, I am so appreciative to all of my contributors. And um, I want to say thank you to all of you as well. And if you're interested in showing your support, if you like the podcast and you want to be a contributor yourself, just go to the website, www.talkoflove.net and click the contribute button. And from there, you can sign up for all kinds of cool rewards. If you do the $10 tier, then I will send you all the links to the Rock of Love season one reaction videos. So basically you'll be watching Rock of Love along with me. I just finished season one and we're gonna be moving on to Charm School doing the reaction videos for those. So if you want those, sign up for it. And uh, if you wanna do Skype chats, that's the $20 tier. You can sign up to do Skype chats with me, which I personally love doing because it gives me the opportunity to actually like really get to know you guys, which has been so fun. You guys are just such great people. So um, anyway, go check that out. Also, if you are interested in any of the Talk of Love merch. We have all kinds of cool t-shirts. We got Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time shirts. We got A-list celebrity shirts. We got all kinds of good stuff. So go to talkoflove.net, click on shop, and you can find cool shirts there if you want to pick one of those up. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to Starry Network, who has a, is a, a podcast here on YouTube as well. And they were the contributor for Talk of Love this month. And I just want to say thank you to them. And in fact, um, just to give them a little extra bit of shout out, because they've been so supportive to Talk of Love, um, you can find them uh, here on YouTube. As I said, just go to the uh, description below on YouTube and I'll have all the links for you for them on how you can find them. Also how you can find their Patreon. Starry Network is so awesome because they talk about all kinds of topics ranging from current events to philosophy, life lessons, social issues, art, music, film, literature, poetry, and more, which is so cool because that's like definitely all the stuff I'm all about as well. And they're also all about inclusivity, forming friendships and a sense of community. And they're just really great people. I love their podcast and they're, they've been super, super supportive of Talk of Love. So go check out Starry Network on YouTube. As I said, the links are below in the description 
uh, beneath this video on YouTube. So thank you guys so much once again for being so awesome, for being so loyal. And um, I'll see you guys next week where I'm gonna be bringing on Callie from Real Chance of Love. I'm super stoked to have her on. So I'll see you guys next Monday. Take care of yourselves and don't threaten me with a good time. Bye guys. The Talk of Love podcast is sponsored by Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. Liquid Death is 100% mountain water from the Alps. There is no plastic. It's mountain water out of an aluminum can. So you'll be doing right by the environment and you'll be doing right by your body. If you want your 10% off, be sure to go to liquiddeath.com. Type in the promo code TALKOFLOVE. No spaces. Next time you're thirsty, murder your thirst. Pick up a can of Liquid Death today.